Welcome, this is Josh Rees with Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. For more information about our church, please visit our website, milehighchurch.org. This is part two of a two-part series that we have uh, been doing called The Great How-Tos. And so today we're talking about how to make the most difference. And what I have discovered and mentioned many times from right here on this platform is that in the the career that I'm a part of in ministry, I stand with people as they're giving uh, given diagnoses sometimes that indicate that their life may be coming to an end or as they're leaving this earthly plane to head out to the next existence. And what I find is most profound and clear and consistent about those moments in people's lives is that I don't hear people talking to me about, I wished I'd worked harder, I wished I'd gotten more money or more things. Sometimes I wish I would have left a little more for my family, that sort of thing. But by and large, the thing that people say is that I wish I'd knew, I I wish that I had known that I'd made a difference in people's lives. I wished I was more sure that it mattered that I I was here. And I think that that's something that's fairly common in our human existence, that a part of us wants to believe that our presence here is not all for naught, that we've contributed to life in some way, and um, that might include having some big dream of doing some something fantastic that would contribute to the greater experience of humanity on this earth, but it also could mean that uh, one-on-one in people's lives, we hope that our presence has made a difference. And we... Uh, we were we are told in um, speaking, learning how to be speakers, that people need to hear things about seven times before they really get it. So I don't know if you've noticed that there's been a theme to some of these songs and the readings and the beautiful prayer and the message today. As many times as we can and as I can today, I'm going to invite us to really look at what it means to make a difference on this planet. Because I know I felt it and I think think all of us to some degree or another feel that way, that we want to know that our life has made a difference. There's a a person in history that you probably know a lot about because there was a great movie, an award-winning movie made about him, and it's Oscar Schindler. Oscar Schindler, of course, was a, a German industrialist and member of the Nazi party who, it's, it says online, is credited with at least saving 1,200 Jewish people from Nazi German camps, although the numbers exceed 1,200 in certain places. And he did this um, by uh, employing uh, the Jewish community in his enamelware and ammunitions factories and then sneaking them out of Germany into safety. And there was a book written about him in 1982 called Schindler's Ark. And then later in 1993, this epic movie was made about Oscar Schindler. And Oscar Schindler was, uh, uh, in the movie, reflected as somebody who started out uh, doing this for the profit that he saw he could get, but eventually was, was changed somehow by his work with the Jewish community. And um, uh, even he had uh, courage and dedication in saving these lives, though he was 
considered to be a Nazi himself. Now, I've watched this movie one time. I find it a very difficult movie to watch because it is so uh, realistic in its violence. But there is one scene in that movie that has haunted me. And I've often told my husband that I could see myself, if I'm not paying closer attention, feeling the same way. And it's this scene at the very end when all of the people around Oscar have helped him with the last group of Jewish folks to get out of Nazi Germany that he can get out. And he's standing there bemoaning the fact that he didn't do more. And he's, he's practically in tears saying, I could have helped more people. I could have helped more. I didn't, I didn't do enough. I, I could have done more. And he, he can't even see in that moment the good he's done because he's just completely plagued with the feeling like it just wasn't enough. And the people around him are trying to chant to him, no, it was, it, it was wonderful what you did and the work you did made a huge difference. But he feels in his heart that, that desire to have accomplished more. And though I'm not living a life where I'm out helping to keep people from being executed and, and keep people from, from dying in such a profound way, I do know that uh, I live a life of service in ministry. I live a life as a human being with, with family and friends and loved ones and a, a spiritual community that I love. And I don't just do what I do or be what I be without any thought ever that maybe... I can help bring this teaching to people's lives and have it make a difference. And yet, I sometimes, when I get tired and when I wonder, is this really making a difference? Will the life that I live really make a difference? And I think we all wonder that. And that's why I bring this scene from this movie and this question to us today. That we all ask ourselves, gosh, when we get tired and we get worn out and it just doesn't seem like uh, we're feeling as though the impact we're having is enough, we wonder in exhaustion, am I really making a difference? And out of that exhausted feeling and that wonderment, sometimes we veer from a path that really truly makes a difference and instead often might actually uh, make things not as good as we would like. Things like enabling people into things that, that we, we want to support them and maybe we don't know quite how and we think we're making a difference and so we accidentally enable somebody into doing something or being something or making a decision that they wouldn't make or we give people money in hopes that, well, maybe if I just give him some money, that will make a difference. We, we get all caught up in the world of form. If I give him some things or some money or I make it easier for this person. And yeah, sometimes that works. Or, or the most challenging one of all that we think makes the biggest difference, but unfortunately, usually dis disenfranchises us from people. We give advice. Here, let me make a difference for you by giving you some good advice, my child. And then all the child hears is kind of like that teacher on Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 right? <laughs> and so we, we try things, but we forget the truth, and that is woven itself already through our service today, which I want to lean into and want to emphasize our very presence makes a difference. That's really the truth. And that's so simple that it's almost elusive. And we almost want to reject it. Oh, 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 no, no, that's not good enough. I've got to do something. 
And yes, of course there are people on our planet and throughout history, inventors and revolutionaries who thought outside the box and, and, and great thinkers and researchers and scientists have made a difference in the human experience. And people in the medical world, doctors and nurses and people who help our bodies be more healthy and teachers and professors made huge differences in people's lives. First responders and people People who save other people certainly have made a difference and, and spiritual leaders and all sorts of people make a huge difference. And yet, you or I may not be in any of those professions, may not contribute to life in any of those ways, and still, whether or not you save someone from a burning fire someday, or whether or not you ever influence the life of a child or whether or not someone ever comes to you for love and support. We all make a difference. Our very presence makes a difference. And let me prove that to us right now. Here's how I often teach this in meditation classes when I first work with people who are learning to meditate or discovering meditation is that our very breath makes a difference. Biochemically, here's what happens, right, when we breathe. When we take a breath in, oxygen uh, uh, in, in goes into the body temple and feeds and nourishes us. Every breath in is like our affirmation of life. We literally take in oxygen. We literally breathe in chemistry that affirms our life. And every time we breathe out, we breathe out chemistry that allows for green plants to survive and thrive on our planet. With every breath, we literally make a difference. We breathe in and say yes to life, and we breathe out and we water a plant, right? And so right here, right now, just sitting here doing nothing, we are making a difference. Right now, whether without even trying, isn't that wonderful to know? And when we begin to know that, then what happens is that we can embrace that notion and feel that sense and allow ourselves to be in that awareness that our presence makes a difference. Being here at church together in spiritual community. I always say that we think we come here for the pageantry of all this. We come for the music, and we come for the prayer, and we come for the, the message, right? And yeah, yeah, but I believe that's just icing on the cake. What I've often felt throughout the years in spiritual community and said many times before is that we come together and this all keeps us busy while we love each other, while we be present to each other. This all keeps us busy and in the space while we broadcast out connection. And you and I never know, sitting in those seats, you, I might think, wow, that was a really good service today. When the person in front of you or next to you had a huge breakthrough in their own heart and soul and it emanated out and inspired you into a new idea about yourself. I hate to say it, but it's not all about me. And I'm so glad. Because it's not. 
We make a difference by being in this charged space of divine life together. We contribute to each other's lives. So I have been coming to church since I was a teenager, regardless of whether I loved the music that day, or I loved the message that day, or I loved what happened. I've come here to be in this space Base that reminds me of the truth of who I am and charges me up to go out into my life and the presence that I am then makes a difference. And the you, the you that you are is revealed to me and the me that I am is revealed to you and that's what makes a difference. In fact, my next point is that being you makes the most difference. Sometimes we get caught up and we're looking around at the world and we're going, wow, they're really doing something fantastic. I haven't done enough with my life. Maybe I should do that. And sometimes divine inspiration can come that way. Of course it can. But a lot of times what's ours to do is revealed to us in the, the deepest ways when we surrender into our authentic self. And we begin to listen to that divine presence. And not only is what might be ours to do in the world, but then the presence that we are, that we emanate, the energy that is moving forth from us everywhere we go has the ability to truly up-level everything. I'm sure we've all known someone like that, right? Who the minute we're in their space, we just feel like, well, I like being there. I don't even know them and I like being around them. I've been in the presence of the, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. And when he is around, I feel just like, wow, I'm alive. I feel alive and present. And so I know that that is what can happen when we step into being our authentic self. Our founder, Ernest Holmes, says it like this in his book, This Thing Called You my favorite book by him. You exist that divine feeling, fire, imagination, and creativity may be expressed through you. The spirit comes to you with a new and fresh creativity. You need not ask what others have done or how they've done it. Be yourself and express life as you find it. Never imitate. Trust the self. Find the self in God and God in the self. It's being our authentic spiritual self, following our guidance, following our lead, following our energy that makes the most difference. And it's not what we do, but who we are. One of my favorite teachers whom I quote a lot, the beloved Maya Angelou said it like this. This is one of her most favorite quotes. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. How do we most impact how people feel? By being our most authentic self. By being grounded and anchored in us. So I can look around at my life and say, I may never cure cancer, but I can ask myself some important questions. Have I smiled at someone today? Have I looked into other people's eyes? We hear all these stories about making a difference in the world like that in those big ways. But I also hear plenty of stories about a kid who was planning to end their life one day and somebody looked at them and smiled and they knew that they mattered. They felt seen and they chose to live. Have I smiled? These simple, easy things. Have I prayed for people today? 
especially people I don't like. (laughs) Have I been willing to be forgiving? Have I been willing to speak kindly and positively about people? Have I been willing to be a person of increase everywhere I go? And am I aligning myself with activities and events that reveal to myself my willingness to participate in life and be a contribution and be a difference maker, even if I can't do things by myself, but do things with other people? Indeed, I find that when some big idea comes around, when some guidance comes forth, most of us, the reality is that We cannot accomplish our big ideals and dreams all by ourselves. We need each other. We need other people to cheer us on. We need other people to to encourage us. We need other people to be with us. We need other people. And in environments where we can really make a difference, it often comes because we have worked together. And the joy of that, to stand in my authentic self, follow my dreams and my desires, to be present is palpable in my heart, in my life, in the difference that I make to myself and in the difference that I make to the organizations and places that I care about. It's very satisfying to know that I'm part of places that are really doing good works in the world. And I will say that as a minister here at Mile High Church, I am proud and happy to say that any of us who are part of this community, whether we ever participate in the good works that are done here or not, by our presence here, by our showing up, by our our giving of our time, talent, and treasure, we are part of all the good that goes out into the world from this place. And that we intend as a community to make a difference in the life of our community. And that's why we, we invite the participation of things like our school supply drives and our food drives and our, our giving trees at Christmas and the, the wonderful work we do in Halloween uh, out in the pumpkin patch for Habitat and opportunities, whether I ever donate a school supply or not, whether I ever buy a pumpkin or not, all of us are part of that good work. And we can know that we can lend our energy and our prayerfulness and our yes to the good work that the community is doing. And I want to also share that right now there's something really amazing going on that most of us probably don't even know about that's happening in our church that I think is going to make a huge difference. And it's so subtle and sweet. And I want to invite our youth director, Stacy Butters to come forward and she's brought some beautiful helpers with her because this project emanated from our children whose hearts really are about making a difference. So tell us about this project, Stacy. So we have been uh, inspired by Dr. Patty actually to do a project called Dreaming of World Peace. So we got dreams, sleep, pillow, pillowcase, and we have been infusing these pillowcases with um, our thoughts and our words and our drawings. And actually a couple of these guys we're gonna share. Do you wanna share, Ruby? So part of this project is where you draw to make other people feel good and feel loved and happy no matter how they're feeling. Oh, thank you. That's great, Ruby. All right, so um, 
we already sent a group of these pillowcases off to Peru with Patty, where they were given to a group of children there. Um, interestingly, those children had been meditating for love and peace for all. So these pillowcases showed up just at a really divine time. Um, and then the next group of pillowcases we're hoping to send to a Ukraine refugee center in Poland. So they're going off to do good work. And I think to Michelle's point, you know, these kids put their individuality into this. They got to choose what to draw. They got to choose what to write. They got to choose what to think while they were doing this. And then these will go off, right? And uh, that will go on. And uh, so their one moment and in individuality does make a difference. Yay, thank you. I drew, I drew that right there. I drew right on that pillowcase right there. <laughs> Thank you, kids. Thank you for showing us these beautiful pillowcases and for being a wonderful inspiration to us all. Great. Yep, and we are actually going to share this with all of you on August 28th. We're having a little end of summer celebration. We will have this project out. So Yay, so we can participate. All right, yeah, wonderful. I wanted to welcome them in sharing this project because... I imagine these kids in Peru and these kids in the Ukraine with the challenges that they're going through, and it may seem like a, a little thing, but they're in trauma, they're, they're frustrated and confused about their life, and sometimes don't even have a pillow to lay their little heads down on. And not only will they have a pillow because of this, they have a pillowcase infused with the love of these beautiful kids and all of us. And it may seem like a simple project where you and I will never know the kid whose life we touched with that. But little things like that that we can lend our energy to can make a difference because we are all one. We exist in the one mind and the one heart of the divine. And little ways that we contribute go a long ways. I want to share the final story with you today of... of, of a very special person in my life, my stepfather, Richard Stedgman. He made his transition last September 7th. And Richard uh, really made a difference in the world in many ways. He made a difference in my mother's life and in my life in such a profound way. And Richard was literally a rocket scientist. Richard worked for NASA Goddard and he was a solar engineer. Richard designed the solar panels on the Hubble telescope and made a huge impact. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? A contribution, did big things. Richard also had this, this grand dream and a belief that solar energy could, could transform our life on this planet. And so he began by uh, creating and designing a pump. And his desire was that the solar pump could be placed out in, in places that were way out away from uh, big cities and that towns and cities that had a hard time getting water could use the solar energy to create a pump that would pump water into these villages. And he had all the drawings for it and had ideas and got involved in the solar community in Scottsdale. He also would talk at great length about his belief and dream that every human could have some sort of a solar energy collector that would be no bigger than a printer that we could all use to gather solar power and power our whole houses and businesses and stuff. He had big dreams. But then what began to happen as he aged is the dementia set in. 
dementia took hold of his brain. And even though he would have these moments of clarity where he'd come out and he'd talk all about his invention over and over and over, his ability to bring it into life was complete at that point. But here's what I've noticed. Since, since his dementia took him down, that hasn't stopped the creative energy of life. And I'm seeing now in the world of innovation that these ideas that Richard Stedgeman had that appear to all be locked in his brain because of the one mind and the one heart, they're beginning to show up on the planet. We're beginning to see more innovation occur, more ideas occur. And so sometimes the reason I share this story is we think we have to be the vehicle of big ideas. But I believe that he contributed to the transformation that's occurring on this planet right now about how we can be more energy efficient as a planet. He contributed by being willing to have these big ideas. And you and I can do the same. I may not know how to bring about world peace, but is that going to stop me for one moment from thinking about it and dreaming about it and allowing my mind to go there? I'm going to continue, as my stepfather did, to have big ideas. No matter whether I know how to make them happen, no matter whether I can actually do them myself, I'm going to continue to contribute to the notion that every human being on this planet could have a roof over their head, have plenty of food to eat, could have people around them to support them and nurture them no matter what their circumstances, could be supported and if they get ill or sick or anything happens that we can be one human family, I'm going to contribute to have those big ideas to the world, right? And our teaching says, I don't have to know how it's going to happen because the truth is, I don't. But what I know is that not only do our, does our presence make a difference, I stand here before you today and I can look at every single one of you and I know without a shadow of a doubt, you matter. You make a difference. Your presence matters. Your ideas matter. Who you are is something important for all of us. Whether I've ever met you or know you personally or not, I know and I thank you for the contribution you make to my life, our life, and to planet Earth. We make a difference. I invite us to pray together. To just go within now. Breathing in this reality and this truth of who we are. I invite our practitioners, our prayer practitioners, to stand with us in this prayer. For I know that they make a difference by their prayerful consciousness and by their energy in this world. That we are constantly a reverberation of energy in motion, of thoughts and ideas, of love and light, of contribution in profound ways. And that we can choose this day and every day to say yes to our unique authentic self to breathe in and breathe out to at any moment that those voices of doubt want to challenge us to say you don't matter you aren't contributing enough you're not making a big enough difference to just allow ourselves to hear those voices to say I hear you I get it and I'm going to breathe right now because with this breath I make
make a difference. With this willingness to stand for the good, I make a difference. With my life, I make a difference. I matter. Right here, right now, I'm contributing. And all else that I do, all the ways that I go out and serve, and all the ways that I share my ideas, and all the ways that I innovate, and all the ways that I contribute to people's lives, <laughs> icing on the cake. I am the cake. So we stand here together in this prayerfulness, allowing this truth to have its way with us, feeling that God presence in us that says, oh, my beloved one, I need you. You matter. Thank you for being. This is life's constant mantra to us. We accept it. We surrender into that love. We are revealed and we are grateful. And in that place of gratitude, I release this prayer to the action of that law that just says, yes, I let it be, it is done, and so it is. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.